As Napoleon Hill said, true success is only achieved with the power of harmonious coordination of minds working to a definitive end. On Agent Wealth Network Live, you'll join Dr. Hank, the change maker in real estate, for live conversations with an elite group of real estate experts, including coaches, authors, sales trainers, and successful agents and brokers, from up-and-comers to mega-producers. You'll come away with mindset, lead generation, and wealth-building strategies that will change your business while building a life of joy and fulfillment. And now, here's your host, Dr. Hank. Well, hello, everybody. It's Dr. Hank, and I am so happy you're with us uh, this week, this time, that this is going to be just an amazing show. You know, we have all kinds of wonderful uh, people, the trainers and agents and brokers, and, uh, and we have the king or maybe even queen, we could call, of uh, New York City with us today. This is Agent Wealth Network, and this is where we help real estate agents and brokers to increase not only their business, but increase their wealth. And so today, today we have Patrick Lilly with us. He is the real estate success rocks. Uh, he has his own show. In fact, I was on there uh, last week with uh, we, we were talking about emotional intelligence, and uh, and he owns the Patrick Lilly team, and uh, he's actually on Fifth Avenue in New York. And um, I, I, I went to, and you can actually go to the patricklillyteam.com. And if you do that, that like I just looked at his, uh, just maybe first six listings that he had. He has a pages of listings, and it was over twenty million dollars. And so this is really going to be a time for us to raise our vibration, raise our imagination, and realize what is possible. And so, welcome, Patrick, and thank you so much to the sh uh, coming to the show. And how are you this fine day? I am great, Hank. It's good to see you in person. You know, we talked last week or a couple weeks ago, and yeah. uh, Hank did a really great episode on uh, emotional intelligence. So um, if you guys want to hear it, go to repodcast.rocks, and you're going to see the previous episode with Hank. And it was a really interesting subject because my undergraduate degree is in psychology, and um, I love everything psychological. So there was there was a lot of really good stuff in that episode. So thank you, Hank. Yeah, thank you. And you're just such a kind man that not only are you so su successful, Patrick, but you're just a good, kind man, a good soul. So it's a really a privilege and pleasure to have you on. So can you tell us a little about how you got started in real estate? And, and uh, you know, eventually we want to get into some of your success, your secrets to success that you had. But can you tell us a little background about you and, and where all of this came to become the, the king of New York? <laughs> well, I have a funny story about the king of New York. Um, <laughs> um, my uh, For my 40th birthday, I went with, and that was 22 years ago, for okay. my 40th birthday, I went with two of my best friends down to Puerto Rico to celebrate, you know, in the in the warm sun during the winter months. And yeah. um, one of those friends lived out in Los Angeles. And I would, uh, well, every time I'd go out to visit Kevin, he would say, oh, my, I would rave about how beautiful the oleanders are, which are weed <laughs> in L.A. But to me, they were like this gorgeous flower, this lush yeah. flower. So I got the nickname the Princess Oleander. <laughs> and, um, and I liked that name. I thought that fit, so I yeah. liked that name, the the Princess of Weeds. <laughs> Weeds at that. So, oh my god! 
on the flight, we were in first class, and they decided, let's go cruise coach. Let's go walk through a coach and see what we can find. I thought, no, I'm fine. I'm sitting here. I'm going to drink my champagne. Uh, and then 40, they were gone for 40 minutes. And then, then uh, all of a sudden, the, the pilot came online and said, you know, the weather is, we're flying at, you know, that stuff. And he said, we have a very special guest on board. Uh, we're flying with the Princess Oleander out of, out of New York. And at, at his current age now, his friends think he should be called the Duchess Oleander. So, um, so when you call me the King of New York, I'm thinking, well, you're a couple of degrees of royalty off, but I'll take it. Oh, that's great. I just love that. So uh, your buddies, are they still around? And are, no, are no, they... no, I'm alive. One of them's alive. One of them's dead. And the one that made this up, so let that be karma to you. Be careful with this. <laughs> oh, and, that's great. Yeah. They're dear, dear friends. They were, one was, they both were dear friends, and it was a great trip. Oh, but that's that wonderful. Like so long ago. I was selling real estate then, and that's I've been selling real estate for since 84. Four. So what's that? Thirty-four years. Wow, that's Plus your listeners weren't even born then, Hank. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good, and that's why because the wisdom of the ages that you know it flows through us and it flows through you, and you can you know help those uh, people to just it's this is going to be just a faster path for you to have, be, do, and have more of what you want. And so, can you share a little with us about that path and some of the things that you learned? Uh, to get the empire that you have? So um, um, it's a kingdom, not an empire. The, uh, thank uh, you. <laughs> for a, a, what would you, a duchy, if it's a duchess, it'd be a duchy then, wouldn't it? It's a duchy, <laughs> not an empire. And uh, so I started, I got my MBA at NYU, and I thought I was going to go into advertising. Uh-huh. And um, I did my internship uh, in advertising. and. It was fascinating because I never did my homework, and I had no idea how low the starting jobs with an MBA from a top school in New York City in 1983 was. And I got two offers, and I, you know, I thought I was hot stuff. <laughs> I was a princess in the making, and <laughs> and. Uh, I got offered 23000 and 18500 Now, mind you, I was bartending um, at a gay bar in New York, and I was making over $75,000 a year in cash. <laughs> and there was just, like, no way. There was no way. There was just no way. Oh, my gosh. If so, Patrick, if I, if I could share with you that my sure. starting salary at – at Procter and Gamble, you beat me, and I thought I was hot stuff in Wisconsin. <laughs> really, and Procter and Gamble brought me out. Procter and Gamble flew me out to 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 hire me. And when yeah. they started talking about salary, I just said, "Listen, this is a waste of your time and mine." Plus, I had to live like someplace in Ohio or something. I'm sorry, listen. I apologize. But... <laughs> well, I made them. Uh, I told them I'd go with them for that low salary, but I needed to go to Florida, and they said, "Hey, we, gotta, <laughs> we have 170,000 other agents that want to go, or people that you don't want to go to Florida." But they sent me to Florida, and that's how I ended up in Tampa. And I must say that because of the stock, that I became a millionaire after 15 years and left. 
And so I am grateful that, you know, the salary didn't start out very well, but it did get better. And their stock, of course, was great. (laughs) Uh, You know, that was really a blessing, Hank, that I didn't end up in one of those advertising agents or P&G. And the reason the blessing is, is that my personality is not fit for a corporation. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) It's not a good fit. And I didn't know that then. But I know that now, and I'm happy that I went the direction I went. So what happened was, you know, the job offers that I got were terrible, in my opinion. And um, I was having a year later, I was having lunch with another dear friend who was a manager of Bellmark Realty in New York. And he says, well, why don't you come sell, sell real estate with us? And I turned up my nose and I said, I have an MBA from NYU. I'm not selling apartments in New York City. And the next sentence, Steve told me how much he made his first year, and my nose went right back down. And three days later, I was uh, working for them. So, wow. so that was. Uh, I don't think anybody grows up saying I want to be in sales. The only people I see growing up that say they want to be in real estate sales generally are children of of realtors who see the life that those realtors have created for their family, but. Not too many, though I have seen a few exceptions where people are really being much smarter than I was then, and they look at the amount of money you can make in real estate these days, and it's amazing. If you look at the top brokers in New York City, um, let's say out of the top 25, 11 have MBAs. Wow. Yeah. So they're looking at this as a business. Yeah, yeah. And that's the business cap. And there's point one for us to take from you is look at this as a business. You know, you're you're an entrepreneur and, and it's your business and you can get paid. I kind of like saying you get paid like a football player. You know, this is how the type of money that is there. But you have to do it right because most agents, the average uh, agents, they're selling about six deals a year. And so, you know, how do we help them to get from there? So, yeah, great point. Treated as business. Really, the average agents are six deals a year. Yeah, yeah. The um, are they working full time? According to our, well, they're being forced to go into doing something else, you know, part time or whatever. But the uh, NAR says that the average is about one point three million dollars um, uh, per uh, on average per year per agent. All right. So if you're one of those agents that are listening to this right now, and you're doing six deals or less a year, and your average gross GCI is 1.3 million and less, you need to do something to change that. So find the money somehow and hire a coach. Find the money and go to a conference. Find the money and take some some online webinars and seminars, but that's that's absurd if that's the the amount of money you're making. I know, and you know, actually my uh, webinar here, that dochankwebinar.com, that gives people some information on how to get just lots of training in order to get that type of training that you need because it's really about, you know, everything is about our thoughts. It all starts with our thoughts. And so if we get training, and like you say, Patrick, if we could get some training, well, that impacts our thoughts. We're now, what are you putting into your head? And so you want to think about, hey, what am I putting into my head? Because those that are doing six or less or whatever, that they're basically putting themselves into their own head about there's not enough. And then what they do is that's their prayer to get even more not enough, right? right? So you're exactly right. Training, you know, you need something. Yeah. 
So, so I started with them. I was the rookie of the year that year. And honestly, I got to be really, really honest with your listeners. Um, I did really well at the beginning, not like I did later on in my career, but I never put my full heart into it. I have some skill sets that match very well with real estate. And I'm a quick pickup, and people usually like to trust me. Um, so, you know, that, that covers a lot of it. But honestly, Hank, I looked at real estate as beneath me. I didn't think that this would be something that I would stay in for my life, that this would be my career, my vocation. I thought I eventually would get into some sort of real estate consulting, um, probably on the commercial side. And, um, and so I didn't work as hard as I could have just because – I thought this is just a stepping stone. Yes. Well, so after 12 years of stepping stone, I finally had an excellent opportunity to interview with um, the top, who was the top commercial firm in New York at that time. And I thought, you know, with my academic background and, you know, my success in residential real estate, they would love to talk to me. And I, I had a, two different ends in the company to get me the interview. The guy that was going to interview looked at my, my resume and said, I'm not interested. And that was like a big wake-up call in that, wow, here I am thinking that something else is going to happen. Why don't we relook at, you know, you're kind of good at what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe you could get your nose out of the air again <laughs> and maybe say, you know, maybe this is my career. So I went from – I was stuck at many years for $20 million in GCI. And then once I got serious and I started to go to conferences and I started to go to seminars and I hired a coach, that's when my production went up. So, you know, my goal was to get above 100 million. I did that for several years. Now I, I, I'm more interested in profitability than gross numbers. Yes. But right. um, um, that was the goal. I made the goal and um, a lot, all of it, I, the vast majority of it is just mindset, like you were saying, is yeah. is where, you know, if you're looking, like for me, if any of your listeners think that real estate is beneath you like I did, and, you know, <laughs> I know that doesn't make me look good, but I'm being really honest with everybody. Yeah, I appreciate that. Is, um, you know, your mindset's a little messed up here, and you might want to rethink everything about your life if you're making that type of judgment. Mm. So if you can switch that, have a, a, a paradigm shift in the way you think, and then put in the work in order to become better at your craft, um, that's how abundance arrives. And one of the things I believe deeply, and one of the reasons I really enjoyed talking to you a couple of weeks ago, Hank, so much was that I truly believe that as I become a better human being, I become a better real estate broker. And oh. as I become a better real estate broker, I become a better human being. I believe that very, very strongly. And for me, any type of work that you do, whether it's on your business or on yourself, is some of the best work that you can do in the world. And, wow. and if you want to change the world, if you're unhappy with the way our world is today, which I think most of us are unhappy with it, don't try to change others. Change yourself. Change right. yourself, and the world will be a different place. Well, so, Patrick, you hit on some just some major points, and so I'd like to go back to a couple. The one that really took me, uh, took my heart there 
was about this being a better human being and as you're a better human being that you're a better real estate agent and vice versa if you're better real estate agent you're a better human being and so can you um tell me a little about how would we go about doing that that I, I, you know you mentioned it it's about kind of going within and then you know getting coaching and outside influences but um any, anything else that you have that, that can help us with, you know, like what was the key for you to really understand? Well, you understood, hey, to be a better human being. And then what was the major step for you in order to really be that better human being that made you a better agent? Well, um, getting clarity on who I am and what I believe makes that role easier. So, I saw, it's, I saw a lot of other agents, and myself included, that I had one certain set of ethics in my personal life and a slightly different set of ethics in my business life, and no. they were not the same. Can you tell me a little about how that is? So if I was with a friend and mm -hmm. they asked me about um, a property yeah. uh, and I wasn't involved in it at all, Mm -hmm. um, I would tell them everything that I knew about the positives and the negatives, the whole bit. Yeah. As a salesperson representing a property, um, I would no longer do that. I would tell, and I would say in my mind, well, my fiduciary responsibility is the seller, and therefore I'm going to handpick what I share with that prospective buyer. Um, and that's two different sets of ethics. Yes, it is. And that really bothered me. Um, that just doesn't make sense. To me, it doesn't make sense. I understand why we do it. Yeah. But just because we do something doesn't mean it really makes sense in the big picture. Or if it's right, you know, or if it feels good. You know? Yeah. So I started investigating that is how could I combine the two? And one of the things that I've learned, there was a, a teacher of a friend of mine. I never, I, he was on my webcast a couple times, Alan Cohen. One of the things that he said, when there's greater difference between who you are in a core or a soul level, whatever you want to call that, when that difference from who you are in the world, that causes a lot of tension and aggravation. Wow. And when who you are at your core soul level is who you are at the outside world, then there's very little to no tension or agita or, or uncomfortableness. So to me, that's clarity for me. When I heard that, it's like, yes, that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to reduce, you know, who am I at a soul level and how can I be that all the day of my life, not just during my personal life. So yeah. this is just so powerful, Patrick. I can't tell you. I got God bumps running all over me. Most people call them goosebumps. I like God bumps. That's a good one. <laughs> good one. But I just got them all rolling on me. And that is, you're listening, everybody. We're listening right now to the wisdom of the ages here. That that to be who you really are, because where where our fear comes from. And what we're, um, you know, nervous about, if you will, when you're meeting other people is you're thinking about how can I please them, okay? And it's not that it just doesn't work that way. That what The way that it works is just what Patrick has said here. It's who I am 
and that as long as I'm pleasing myself, if you will, in other words, I'm being true to me on what I really would say to that person or to those people, like speaking is the number one fear of everybody in the world because they think they can't control the audience. The fact is, as long as you just control your connection with your soul, with your inner being, with the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, that then everything will be just fine. <laughs> and oh, it's yeah. so true. It's so true. And you brought up, um, I think, a point of what I think the average or the decent broker makes all the agent makes all the time is that they personally try to appeal to all types of clients, and they personally try to represent all types of properties, and yes. they personally tried to when they list a property is to sell it to as many people as possible and yeah. i'm going to say that's a huge mistake Absolutely. That, that you're going to attract the people that like you that want to be with you that want to work with you and i remember an early lesson on in greenwich village i'm gay obviously from our previous conversation but right. <laughs> there was a a very very effeminate nelly uh tall black man that was very queeny way before RuPaul's Drag Race made it acceptable, way before. And he was just who he was, and he was like, let his light shine as bright as he could. Yeah, I was, well. you know, and I really like Thomas. His name is Thomas Harmon. I don't even know if Thomas is still in the business, but Thomas, I love you if you hear this. Um, but what I loved about him is he was really clear about being himself, and he was very very successful doing what he did, which were high-end rentals in the West Village. And that taught me a lesson that here was this person that I thought most people would reject back then. So this was like in the 80s. Oh, sure. That I thought most people would reject back then, but he was actually attracting people because they love how he was so authentic. Yeah. So, so be yourself because that can allow you to gain more business. And then, like, when you get a listing, instead of trying to sell it to everybody, which is a huge mistake, in my opinion, uh, is figure out who is the demographic audience for this property and what's the unique selling proposition. And sometimes the unique selling proposition is just it's the best deal on the market. That's a unique selling proposition. Sometimes it could be it's the only federal house in, in, in a you know, tri-state area. You know, it might be architecture, it might be price. Maybe land. Who knows? It could be a million things. It could face a yeah. golf course. That's the yeah. unique selling proposition. Who's the person that's going to buy that property? And then all of your marketing of that property, your pictures, your text, your video, your copy, everything, any ads that you do, should all target that demographic and that USP. Because yeah. that's who it's going to get. We don't want everybody in there. We want the people in there that are going to pay the most amount of money for that home. And the people that are going to pay the most amount of that money for that home love that USP and are that target market. So yeah. other people might bid on it, but they're not going to bid to the same level that those people are. And yeah. that's why we do specific targeting in terms of a property. And that's why when working with a, a data, when working with a circle of influence, be who you are because you want to put it out there. This is who I am, and that's who I want to attract, sort of in the law of attraction. Sure, sure. And, you know, in the law of attraction, for those of you that don't know, it, it it's working on you whether you want it or not. <laughs> and it's, it's what we think. And 
Um, and it just going to your website and the core website that in fact there was the number one video I think in America yeah we're, we uh, we continually get accolades for our videos yeah yeah and uh, just amazing but I mean it's just breathtaking when you look at it that and you know it's not all just the big shiny buildings in New York it's just the way that it's shot that you just are like Oh, I want a piece of that. <laughs> you know? Which is interesting. So, which is good. So that goes back to my point previously. So, yeah. one of the things, so Sean Osher is the president of Core, and he's a great guy. Yeah. And he's taught me a lot about video. And what he says is that, especially when selling luxury property, you're selling aspirational living. You're not selling bedrooms and kitchens and bathrooms yeah. and square footage. You are selling aspirations. So, consequently, one of the mistakes that luxury brokers make is that they show every single part of the house in a video or in the photographs. And that's not what you want to do. You don't want to show everything. You want to be a tease. You want to show those elements that us that 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 unique buyer who's going to buy that home is going to aspire to that living. And then you want to play up that living. And that that aspiration may be a beautiful set of roses on an old fireplace mantle because yeah. that's an aspiration for how you want to live yeah. versus, you know, a further shot away that shows the entire room. You've got to, you've got to learn how to balance the T's with the aspirations as opposed to making it a tour. And there's a big uh, difference between a T's and a tour. Yeah, that's awesome. That is just awesome. And uh, T's versus, versus tour that, um, I, I, you know, again, you just continue to bring up these, uh, these fascinating points. And so I. It I helps when you're a duchess. <laughs> and uh, and your and your duchy kingdom. Yes, yes, my duchy. Correct. <laughs> uh, and um, so one of the other things that you had mentioned is, um, and I think this is just key. And you brought it up is, you know, for people to like and trust you. And so we've talked a little about that by and be authentic and come from the soul. And um, are there any other things that, you know, maybe it's even, uh, how do people like and try, uh, maybe going this way, you know, we started in, in within us, and that's where you always should start and at your soul. And then, uh, you know, we talked about being authentic and outside. And maybe it is, how do you communicate and, and build that trust with this social media that we have and the, uh, the electronics that we have that, you know, what are some techniques that you have to have people like you and trust you without yet meeting you and just seeing you, you know, on the Internet or whatever? So that's interesting. So first of all, social media is a great way of getting across who you are. And what attracts people to me is not necessarily that I'm selling a lot of homes. I mean, that doesn't hurt. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't hurt. Right. Because it, it makes me um, come across experienced and yes. um, having some depth of knowledge. Yeah. That being said, they still make decisions for other reasons. And one of those decisions is that they actually like you and connect with you. Yeah. And, yeah. and so social media is great about showing who you are throughout your daily life and um, why somebody would want to work with you. So I want to give you a really great example. Okay. I built a really beautiful home up in uh, Ulster County in New York for my weekend home. 
And I thought it was going to be my forever weekend home. And then at one point this year, I decided, no, I can sell it. And um, because I made it my primary residence, I didn't have to pay for capital gains. And so we did that. And we were I was getting ready to list it um, on the um, on the MLS up here. And before I did that, I brought in four of the top brokers in Ulster County and asked them their valuation of it. And the general consensus was put it on at 750000 and consider any offer over seven. So I said, okay, great. And then I thought, like any seller, my home is worth more than $750,000. Like, they just don't know. <laughs> like they just don't know. And I'm going to put it on at eight. Well, I was going to put it on 795 and then I had a party to say goodbye to the home, and everybody raved about the home, so I decided to go even higher to 825 <laughs> And yeah. by the way, if anybody wants to see the house, the website, the unique website for us is still up. It's 710, number 710, LAPLA Road.com. 710 So the, the is website. Is it still for sale? No, no, it's not. But oh, I thought oh, yeah. just like, they may like just like to see, see got it. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And I'll keep it up. I'll keep it up forever. And the reason I'll keep it up forever is that you're going to hear why it was such a great story and telling yeah. stories is how you make more money and, yeah. and social media is great at telling stories so um my friend megan bren white who's a, a new broker up here but a good broker up here and a reminder just like everybody i sell in the city this is not an area i'm going to start selling up here but it's not the area right. that i sell and right. megan has this really great instagram account it's called upstate new york or something like that Mm -hmm. And um, she's got about 5,000 followers on Instagram. That's all about upstate properties. And upstate meaning a couple hours from New York City. That's what we call yeah. it here. And yeah. it was clear to me that whoever's going to buy this prop, my property, was somebody who lived in New York and they wanted a weekend house. It would not be, it would be too expensive for locals for the most part. So um, she says, why don't we just try before you list it to see what we can get? So so I said, yeah, let's go for it. So she, on a Saturday, she put my listing up with um, a really fun description of the listing, all like you were just talking to a friend, not like in broker, not like in broker East. It was, you know, in brokers, they say, beautifully renovated, four bedroom, blah, blah, blah. She started out the listing with a picture of my pool that was like just an incredible picture and that I gave her. And she goes, you guys, wow, this is like such a wow. I mean, it's wow, wow, wow. You have to go see this. It's going to be gone. I can't tell you how sexy this is. And she did those are my words, but that was, she was talking as she would talk to a friend and she picks out properties that appeal to a New York City person that would like, that has this aspiration of having a place in the country. So, and most of her followers live in Brooklyn or Manhattan and are looking for places upstate, just my ideal buyer. So she right. did that. She did that on a Saturday. We were really late. You should never post on the Saturday on Instagram. We did it on Saturday. We had <laughs> showings on Sunday from because that. of that. We had three full wow. price offers by Monday, no mortgage contingencies. And by Wednesday, we were 50-some thousand over ask. Oh, so, my God. So why is that a great story? One, I make more money, so it's a fabulous story. <laughs> Two, 
two, and I can take on another project and hopefully do the same thing. But two, and start up my, you know, start up another source for my my uh, net worth for down the road. Think about it. if I could do this. If I could do this every every two and a half years, in ten years, I can put away a million bucks. So if right. I had seen results, so that's that that's a pretty good option. But the point yeah. the point that I'm trying to get here is that Megan was herself in all of her posts. And if you look at the type of people she attracts on her from her Instagram account, they're sort of hipster Brooklyn people. That's sort of who who and that's by the way, two of the three offers were hipster Brooklynites who wanted a place upstate. <laughs> albeit they had some money. And um um she she speaks to her crowd. She knows who she likes to be around. She knows what they like. Her whole Instagram is speaking from her real voice, not her broker voice. And that's why we were so successful in getting that sold. And we never listed the property. Oh, my gosh. That's just fantastic. Yeah, we closed on it. We closed on it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, my goodness. And right now you're sitting in your um, new house now up there? or Yes, no. So, um, um <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I was frantic to find my new property, my new project, and I couldn't. I was finding a lot of things that I could um, that I could make money on. Yeah. And I was going to. I I actually had two accepted offers on two different properties, and I backed out of them both. And finally, one of my my advisors, who I talked to, said, "You know, Patrick." Do you love either one of those two properties? No. She goes, I want you to buy something that you love. And I want you, because when you love it and you put your full heart into it, that's why you got so much money on 710 Lapla Road is everybody could feel the love in the house and what you did to the house. Yes, you can go make money, but it's not going to be the same amount of money because you're not putting your heart into it. So what does that do in the difference in your life? So in your life, when you can put your heart into your work as a real estate broker or your heart into flipping a property or however you want to, your heart into your relationships, your heart and how you meet somebody at McDonald's at the day and when they're taking your order, life's a lot different. It is. It is. Lead with your heart. And as you lead with your heart, the the whole world just opens up into this beautiful world that, you know, it's just angelic. There's angelic people that, you know, people can be alpha to the omega, just, you know, beautiful, angelic to ugly and mean. And it's all about us. You know, it's all about you attracting and thinking more about that. Don't be thinking about the people that you don't like or don't want, those ugly people. Just think more and more about the things that you want. And then the other thing, Patrick, you had said, is, and, and just so key in this is that those other homes that, you know, not only was there not heart in there, but gosh, it wouldn't have been as much fun. No, it know? wouldn't have been. <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. I'm sliding downhill because I'm in a short-term rental in Woodstock. That's where I am right now. Until I find... Yeah. Uh, the one that I'm going to follow. Stuff that you love. Yeah. Something that you love. And then when you love it, you'll have the love in that house and that it'll be fun. And then you can have another story. And because otherwise you're not going to have that fun story. And, you know, and I would even take out the every 10 years do this stuff that, you know, that, hey, maybe it just, you know, quickly or, 
Oh, no, I'm doing, this, I'm doing this every two and a half years. Got it, got it. I, over a period of 10 oh, years, I'll have to forward these transactions. Got it, got it, got oh, no. it. Yeah. I know I can do that because I don't have kids. You know, right. I, I, you know, I don't have to worry about school districts, and I can do right. that. <laughs> well, my friend Brian Bama in Hinsdale, Illinois, who's a really great broker, he's yeah. been doing this for a long time, and he's built up a nice net worth with yeah. kids. Oh, yeah, just right. Have talk, just have to talk to family into why they want. It. <laughs> it's a it's a smart move, and I just want to say so, like what you just said about about doing things because they're bringing joy. That's something yeah. that that can increase your business. So before you go to bed at night, and before you wake, and when you first thing when you wake up in the morning, you one of the questions you you could ask yourself is, um, what can I do to bring joy to my to some clients today, or what can I what can I do to make today more fun for my team? Um, who needs a kind word from me today? Um, um, uh, who 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 will it, how will it be who will it be beneficial for me to connect with today for both them and for me? Mm-hmm. You know, ask yourself these questions, then listen to what pops up. And then do it, and do it with joy in your heart. Absolutely. You know, we we talk about, like, you know, we were all kind of brought up this way. Like, we'd see movies, and it was, you know, God speaking, and it's out of the clouds, you know, and God is speaking. That, you know, God's speaking to, uh, first of all, our feelings, and then into yeah. our thoughts and giving us these thoughts. And yeah. so this loving energy that if you call forth divine energy into your life and, and then get specific enough, not real specific, you know, not like, gee, I want to find a buyer today or, or a listing today, you know, over a million dollars or 10 million in your space. That, you know, it's not that, that, you know, it's more about, wow, I'd like to really connect with some people that would be beneficial for me and them. So you just explicitly stated, you know, the things that we should start thinking about because our thoughts create everything and our thoughts create the energy and that energy then creates our experience. And so you're just so spot on. And, uh, and again, it's the wisdom of the ages uh, for all of us to really listen and embrace that. And I know sometimes it's it's challenging for us because we're living with some experience, you know, some person that we don't like or or we don't have enough business right now or not what we want, uh, you know, as much business as we want. But if you'll just be in the state of satisfaction where you just realize that it's all coming to you and to be thinking these positive, good attitudes as you have, you know, these thoughts that take you to everything that you want and your dreams will come true. And, you know, there's some really practical uh, advice there. So let's say you have a coach or you're taking seminars and they say you need to reach out to your circle of influence or your sphere, you know, 12 times uh, a year and you have to reach out to them emails and phone calls and whatever. Or yeah. somebody says you need to call cold calls for expired listings or whatever. Yeah. My suggestion to you is figure out what you really enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. What does bring you business in the past and really focus on that and find a way to make it fun. So if you want to do expired listings, how can you do it so those phone calls are fun? <laughs> what can you do to make it fun for you yeah. so that when you do get that rejection, it was like, well, that was still fun. I'm glad I did that. You know, it worked out well for them, but I enjoyed it. And, um, how can you make it fun that, like, say, maybe you don't like, you don't like making cold calls, but maybe you do like connecting to people that you really love and care about. 
maybe you could just call them up and say, hey, or just, you know, just thinking about you, you came to my mind today, and I just thought I'd give you a call and see how you and your family are doing. Right. And, and if at some point you want to bring up real estate, do it. If you don't, don't. Whatever, whatever feels good. Yeah. But figure out what brings you joy and then do those activities that are going to help you to reach the path that you want to head towards. Yeah. And then again, you nailed it again. What makes you feel good is when you're feeling good, you're lined up with everything and everything that you want, and then you'll see it'll start coming. So let's just all relax and enjoy and, and know that this is the truth. You know, uh, as Patrick Lilly, this has just been uh, another just amazing time for all of us to lift up, to realize this is bigger than real estate, what we talked about today. Yes. And you're and your wisdom that you shared with us today. This is about life and how to have fun and do do it in real estate and make lots of money. We love money. And why do we love money? Because money is just freedom. You know, it gives us more choices, more opportunities. And so that's what we want. And so how can we get more of you, Patrick, that can you give us before we end here that can you share with us how to get, get a hold of you or, or what you have to provide? Yeah. So my umbrella site is patricklilly.com, L-I-L-L-Y, patricklilly.com, and it okay. has everything that I do. So I held a, a yearly conference for top producing agents once a year. We just did one at the Four Seasons in Baltimore. Uh, that was wow. a huge success. Next wow. year, we're going to be in Denver at the Four Seasons in the, towards the end of September. I have wow. a podcast for agents that's uh, repodcast.rocks. By the way, the conference is realestatesuccess.rocks, but they're on that all on that umbrella site. Okay, sure. And I do a lot of seminars on, I'm also a life coach, so I do a lot of seminars on on personal growth. So we have, a, we do a, a essence, purpose, and mission seminar on finding, you know, who you are at a, at a soul level um, that has nothing to do with real estate and everything to do with real estate. Exactly. And, and then I do some really deep, really deep work um, like we, we do a, uh, a seminar, yearly seminar that's about eight days in Guatemala with my dear friend Leanne Heinbell. And that's uh, where it's called uh, Ancient Wisdom for the Modern World. But that's going really, really deep. And, uh, and in order to attend something like that, I would hope you have done a lot of personal work prior to attending something along that. Yeah, but thank you, for, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that. I wonder how many of your listeners are listening to this going, oi. What is going? Who is this? Who are the two of those people? <laughs> These two guys are well. What it is? It's magic, and we just sprinkled magic dust all over you, every one of you, and that we expanded your mind now to expand your creativity, your imagination. We opened up your heart and realized, let's just give up all this stuff about, you know, we got to work hard, do all that stuff. Let's go have, let's take the wisdom from the ages that we got today for Patrick Lilly, and let's go have some fun. Let's go do what we love to do. And as you go down there, I promise you that the, the energy that creates worlds that you'll be able to mold with your thoughts and with your heart and with your love, and that all of those dreams that you have will come true. So with that, Patrick Lilly, we thank you so much for being on today. You were just uh, amazing. And so, and I know what every one of you are thinking. You're thinking, hey, you're going to have a better day today. You're feeling better already. And know that your life is getting better and more of those dreams are coming true. Love you all. Take care. Dr. Hank here, giving you all the best. Bye-bye.